Praise Jesus and good evening. I want to welcome you to our Bible study for this evening uh, where we are looking at the book of uh, Ephesians. And uh, before we start, uh, I would want us to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you for this good time that you've given us to study from your word. We are praying that uh, you will read us, you will guide us by your Holy Spirit. The Lord, you give us your revelation and your counsel. That Father, as uh, we get this word, O oh God, it shall make a difference in our lives. So we give you thanks and we give you praise because we pray trusting and believing in Jesus' name. Amen. My name is Joseph Geshuru. And uh, I am uh, continuing to study with us uh, the book of uh, Ephesians. Uh, the last time we had an overview, and uh, we said that uh, this was a, a letter that was written uh, to the church in Ephesus. And uh, where Paul spent uh, slightly over two years in ministry, but now he was lighting from Rome, uh, where he was in prison. And uh, we said that uh, this is a very important uh, a book for us as Christians, uh, because uh, it tells us what it means to be a Christian, both in faith and in practice. And uh, it also talks about uh, how we should live as a Christian. So we say the book is split into two halves uh, with the first three chapters uh, telling us uh, what it is to be a Christian. And uh, the second uh, half uh, telling us that now that we are Christians, how should we live? So we find that... Uh, by applying the truths uh, on the first part, that is on the first uh, three chapters, uh, then it becomes possible for the actions and the lifestyle that uh, is required in the second part. So uh, I want us now to uh, get into depth into the various chapters, uh, beginning uh, with chapter one. And as we look at chapter one, uh, the, I want us to look at the first part of chapter one. And uh, I would uh, look at this as telling us or giving us the gospel of salvation. So if I was to give this a title, it is the gospel of salvation. Uh, I will read uh, a few verses, then we'll expound and then uh, we will continue. So, uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, verse 2, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, we see that uh, uh, Paul uh, talks about, uh, about his credentials, even as he brings uh, uh, greetings uh, to the church in Ephesus. And uh, one very important thing that we find in verse 1 
is uh, where he says that he is an apostle uh, by the will of God. So uh, what we need to appreciate uh, from this is that uh, he is bringing out the fact that he is not self-appointed. It was not through a church foot. It's not uh, that he got an academic uh, diploma and God got a job uh, to be a minister of the word, but he was specifically called by God. And uh, in ministry, it is very important to have the call of God uh, so that you can know that uh, as uh, you are out there uh, and, and in full-time ministry, you are exactly called to do that. Because uh, uh, if you are not sure when trials come, if you are not sure that uh, we are called, we can backtrack. But if it is uh, his calling, he will always give us grace to move forward because he's in charge. It's not a career, uh, but it is a calling. Whatever we are doing, even if it may not be full-time ministry, we need to be convinced that we are in the will of God. If you do what is God's will, you will be satisfied on the inside and it will show on the outside. It could even be a job. If uh, uh, the job you are doing or the business you are doing, uh, you are sure, sure God called you to do that. It is in God's will. Uh, there will be some inner satisfaction that will show even on the outside. So my question to uh, uh, us is, are we in God's will? Uh, let's check our eyes and see is there an area where we may feel we are not in God's will? Uh, because uh, we need to be in God's will and uh, be have that self, uh, that assurance that, uh, uh, like Paul, we can say, by the will of God, I'm doing this business by the will of God. I'm in this uh, uh, town by the will of God. Uh, when you come to fast two. Uh, the first uh, thing we see is grace and peace to you from God. So it's a form of greeting. And uh, I want you to notice the order of the word, the words grace and then peace. And it's like uh, you cannot have peace unless you know the grace of God. And grace is the unmerited favor. And uh, also the divine enablement. Uh, that includes the power of God to help us in our daily task. So when we have grace, then we will have peace even in whatever uh, we are doing. Let's read verse 3. A praise uh, be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us in heavenly land with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So... Uh, this is a very important fast. It talks as, uh, about us uh, getting spiritual blessings or benefits that relate to our spiritual life. And this is in contrast to our physical life. Uh, in the Old Testament, it was a physical co covenant uh, where 
the Israelites were promised wrath, but now it's a spiritual covenant. And uh, uh, Jeremiah had seen this uh, in Jeremiah that one that he won. He says, the days are coming, declares the Lord, where I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. And uh, in Hebrews 9.15, for this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised and eternal inheritance. Now that he has died as a last ransom uh, to set them free from sins committed under the first covenant. So in the new covenants, uh, we get uh, spiritual blessings, and these are in heavenly realms. And we experience uh, spiritual blessings as we fellowship with the Son, uh, Jesus Christ. And uh, there are so many blessings, but they include salvation, forgiveness of sin, access to the Father, before we could not have accessed the Father, uh, Holy Spirit power, getting the uh, eternal inheritance that is already talked about here. And uh, these spiritual blessings uh, make us have a glimpse of heaven. That's why uh, these are blessings in the heavenly realm, and they are only found in Christ. Whereas we are on earth, spiritually, we are already with Christ in uh, the heavens. Ephesians 2, verse 6. Uh, but, uh, okay, sorry. Ephesians 2, verse 6. And he raised us up together with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So, uh, as he raised Jesus, as the Father raised Jesus, he raised us up together with him. That is when we believed and seated us with him, that is with Jesus, in the heavenly places uh, because we are in Christ Jesus. Uh, so uh, we need to appreciate uh, the favor of God uh, that uh, he has seated us together with him, uh, with Jesus in the heavenly places, and he has given us all spiritual blessings. And doesn't mean that uh, we only get spiritual blessings. Uh, the Word of God tells us that uh, uh, when we seek the Lord, even all these other things will be added unto us. Uh, that is uh, Matthew 6, 33. Uh, but first and most important, seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you also. So we will have spiritual blessings, but even these other things uh, will be added to us. Let's read the uh, verse uh, 4 uh, all the way to 6. For he shows us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pressure, pressure and will to the place of uh, uh, his glorious grace, uh, which he has freely given us in the one uh, he loves. So let's take uh, those uh, three verses together 
And uh, one of uh, uh, the biggest uh, mysteries uh, that are found in those three verses is about being chosen before the beginning of the world. It's about predestination. And uh, this is an area where uh, Bible scholars have had all manner of uh, interpretation. It has actually taken me a lot of time for me to appreciate uh, what uh, Paul is talking about uh, in this very deep scripture. And uh, I, after looking at what others have uh, written on this or have talked about this, uh, I am convinced that uh, we don't have to look at it uh, in a very complex way, but uh, uh, just in a simple way. And uh, uh, if you look at the word predestination, uh, it has two things. There's pre, that is before, and destination. And uh, what we need to appreciate is that God has a destination for us. He set it before we were born. Uh, that is why it is predestined. That's why he says he shows us before the beginning of the world. And uh, I can't remember who is this preacher, but uh, he was talking about, no, it's Miles Monroe. He was talking about how God pleases the future of everything in itself. Uh, so if you take an avocado seed. It has the tree and it also has the fruits. So it's just a seed, but in it, uh, the tree is inside and also the fruit. If it gets into good soil, the avocado tree will come out and later will also have the fruit. Equally, uh, God, as uh, even before we are created, he has put in us a longing for him yeah uh, that longing for god or for the supernatural is planted in every human being even before uh, they were conceived god had already planned that they would be conceived with that uh, but uh, just like uh, the avocado seed that we are looking at uh, some will go uh, as they have that longing for God, some will go for the true God and be a godly fruit, while others will go for idols and be separate from the true God. Uh, he shows that there will be two groups of people, and that is uh, how he shows from be, even before uh, the beginning of the world. There, there will be two groups of people. And so if you have two sets of people, there's one set that uh, would accept him and another one that will reject him. So those who would accept him will be saved and those that will reject him uh, would be lost. But uh, uh, where now there's a, a point of departure and where many ministers don't uh, agree, it is not that uh, he shows somebody to be in one group and not in another he shows that there will be those two groups and now he left it to us to decide which one to belong to so no names were attached as every human being has been given uh, a free will 
if you chose him, you joined the group adopted as sons through Jesus Christ. If you don't choose him, then you joined that other group that is damned. So it is not that he shows you uh, uh, to be born again and did not choose another one to be born again. He shows all of us uh, to have that free will that will choose between the two groups that uh, uh, were there. And uh, so what we see is that destiny is chosen by God, by fulfillment is decided by you. Grace is offered to everybody, but it is left for the sinner to cooperate. Just like uh, in the Garden of Eden, there are still two trees in the garden. God told us which ones to take and which not to take, but we make the choice ourselves. And uh, for us to appreciate this, you can see even uh, the scripture that talked about uh, what God would want for us. First Peter 3.18 For indeed Christ died for sins once for all, the just and the righteous, for the unjust and the unrighteous, so that he might bring us to God, having put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So he died for all, not for some. Uh, so you can't say that I was chosen to be in this group uh, because he died for all. And First Timothy 2, 4, God, our Savior, uh, who wants, he talks about God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. God wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of of uh, the truth. Second Peter 3 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. He wants everyone to come to repentance. All of us are called to repentance. His call of believers and our salvation is God doing alone. But uh, we simply have to draw ourselves on the mercy of God and accept Jesus Christ as Savior. This is the only thing that the believer contributes uh, uh, to their salvation. Uh, there's also uh, something uh, else that is quite significant, and this is adoption. Uh, and it is in verse 6. Uh, is it in verse 6? No. Verse 5, he predestined us to be adopted as a son. So uh, we, we see the issue of adoption. And uh, to be able to uh, appreciate uh, the issue of adoption, uh, we need to picture a child living in the streets. Uh, to help get this child from suffering, you can uh, facilitate for him or her to get into a children's home. By doing this, you have saved the child from suffering. But suppose you brought the child to your home and made them your own with all the rights just like other children. Uh, this is how deep adoption is. So somebody who was not part of the family now becomes a part of the family. That child, if you bring 
bring them to your house and they are now your child. They can now call you father. They have rights in their home. They can expect provision. It is uh, uh, It has completely transformed them. And like uh, if you just took them to a children's home. And uh, uh, what I would want us to see is being adopted as sons is so great, maybe even greater than salvation. Uh, because uh, being adopted, now you become a child of God. It's beyond just being saved, being pulled out from the streets. You now have an inheritance. Okay, uh, let's uh, move forward and uh, we'll now read uh, the uh, first seven all the way uh, to 14. Uh, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us uh, with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his pressure, which he purposed uh, in Christ to be put into effect when the times will have reached their full fulfillment, to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Jesus Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of, of his will, uh, in order that we uh, who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you are marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. So uh, you see uh, uh, the, the message of salvation continuing. You know, when uh, we had the, the gospel or the good news, we believed and uh, we were stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. You know, when uh, you have a seal, uh, this shows you are owned and protected by God. Uh, in verse 7, we see how we have uh, received redemption through his blood uh, that paid the penalty for our sins, that our sins will not be counted against us that we get forgiveness and complete pardon for our sins. Redemption is different from remission. Uh, if the olden days when they sinned, they would slaughter blue, uh, uh, bulls and goats. And the blood of animals would give them remission for sins. Uh, we see that uh, in Hebrews, and according to the law, almost uh, Hebrews 9.22, according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And uh, I would want us to uh, see the difference between redemption and remission. So lemation, if you take uh, an example of uh, maybe uh, you may have, uh, uh, let's take a disease like cancer, and uh, it can be in lemation, it's not active. Uh, but that does not mean it's out. 
uh, of the body it can still come back and that's why like uh, in the old testament they had to keep slaughtering uh, the blood of goats and the blood of bulls because uh, you do it now then sin comes again you do it again yeah but uh, redemption is however the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt it's fully paid jesus paid the debt through the blood he shed on the cross you and i were slaves to sin uh, before we met the lord jesus christ the enemy had taken us captive jesus blood was the ransom to redeem us from the slavery to sin uh, we have been bought with a price we are purchased possession we belong to god and that's why uh, when uh, jesus uh, 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 was dying in the cross he said it is finished you can find this in uh, john 19 uh, we will not lead because of time yeah and uh, he has revealed uh, to us the mystery of his will about conforming uh, to the kingdom values here on earth in first ten, first 10 we see to bring all things together in christ both things in heaven and things on uh, on earth and uh, this is why you see like in the lord prayer our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it's in heaven so uh when uh, we get born again when we get transformed we conform to the kingdom values and uh, this is where we see uh, god's will being done here on that even as it is done in heaven yeah and uh, uh, he's saying to bring all things together in christ both things in heaven and things on earth uh, and then we were included in Christ uh, when we heard the word of truth, the gospel, and believe leading to our salvation. That is in verse 13. And uh, we already talked about being adopted. We are adopted to sonships. We have uh, been chosen, forgiven, redeemed. We have been marked with a seal and given the holy spirit as a down payment of our inheritance we see this in verse uh, 14. Uh, okay first 13 and uh, 14 having believed you are marked in him with a seal the promised holy spirit who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are god's possession to the praise of his glory so uh but uh, 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 so I'm reading the NIV and talks about a deposit. Uh, some other fashions will talk about uh, 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 it being a guarantee. A guarantee is that I am paying 10% uh, uh, to buy this, uh, to sign this agreement, uh, and uh, I'm guaranteeing I'll pay the rest. Uh, uh, it's like the first installment, the pro, the pledge that you've made, a fortis. So as uh, we uh, uh, we have been redeemed, uh, we get marked with a seal. Uh, it's like 
there's a deed that has been done. And uh, uh, with that, the down payment is the Holy Spirit, yeah, uh, which is uh, like a first installment to show the kind of inheritance uh, uh, that uh, uh, we will have until the redemption of uh, God's own possession, that is us believers, to the praise of his glory. And uh, we who believe, live to glorify his name. Uh, so that uh, uh, we who are to first hope in Christ, or those of us who have put our confidence in him as our Lord and Savior, would exist to the praise of his glory. That's uh, where it concludes uh, uh, that verse. And so uh, we are seeing uh, Paul bringing out the whole message of salvation, the gospel of salvation, what has happened if from a very deep perspective that uh, uh, it's not just uh, uh, something that uh, is on the surface, it's something that goes so deep that uh, uh, we have uh, become uh, heirs together with Jesus Christ that uh, we are no longer our own, but we are owned by God. Uh, we have been sealed, and uh, uh, we are now his children. So uh, I want to add there because of time, but uh, I want us to take time and uh, uh, go through uh, this scripture several times to be able to understand and appreciate the salvation that we have. And uh, for you who may be listening to me, and uh, uh, you have uh, not known this Jesus, uh, we said that uh, uh, he has given opportunity to all of us. Uh, he does not want any of us to get lost, uh, but uh, he wants everyone to come to repentance. All you need is to accept uh, Jesus because uh, uh, Jesus uh, paid uh, for our redemption. He paid for our sins. Uh, our sins are not in remission, but they are completely wiped out once we accept the Lord Jesus Christ. All he wants is for us to accept him. Uh, and once we accept him, then we join the family of believers and we become heirs together with Jesus Christ. And so we are adopted into God's family. And then we will have all the spiritual blessings that are in Christ Jesus. So if you are listening to me and you have not known this, this uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, you just want, uh, need to go before him and tell him to that uh, you accept that he's the son of God, that he died for you, he died for your sin, and uh, that uh, you would uh, want him uh, to come into your heart and uh, to make you his child and so that you can join the family of God, so that uh, you are not out there in slavery but uh, uh, to sin but uh, you are able to join the family of God and to be able to get all the benefits 
that belong to the family of God, that you will not be just out there, but you be a, be a child of God, a child in the kingdom. So uh, you can uh, ask God, uh, Jesus Christ to come into your heart. And uh, if uh, you have done that, uh, you can uh, send a message on our prayer line uh, that has been given on this uh, uh, channel. And uh, we will uh, uh, continue to pray with you and uh, to help you even in knowing more about the Lord Jesus Christ. So want to pray even as we close. Father, in Jesus' name, want to thank you for your word. We thank you that you are revealing to us the great mystery of salvation. Uh, you are revealing to her, us the great work that you've done, even uh, that uh, you chose us from the very beginning of the world. And Father, that uh, you have redeemed us by your blood. Uh, you paid uh, uh, for us, uh, that uh, we are now your own, that uh, you bought us with a price, which was uh, your very own blood, O oh God. The Lord, uh, you, uh, through our acceptance of uh, Jesus Christ, we are adopted as sons, and we become children of the family of God, that uh, we have an inheritance uh, together uh, with uh, Jesus Christ, O oh God. What a privilege this is uh, to be children of God. And Father, we want to thank you even uh, for you have told us that you've given us all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. And Lord God Almighty, you have even given us your Holy Spirit, which is a deposit, an installment, guaranteeing that we are your own, O God, giving us a fortress of heaven. We thank you for what you've done in our lives. We thank you that we are your own, O God. May we walk in this newness of life, Knowing what we are, you are children. We have rights uh, in your house. Uh, we have rights uh, even to expect from you because uh, we are your children, O King Jesus. And help us uh, that Father will remain uh, with this confidence, knowing that uh, we are the children of God, uh, that uh, we belong to the kingdom, that we are valued possession in you, O God, the Lord God Almighty we can walk in the newness of life, even to bring praise and glory to your name. So we give you thanks, even for this time that you've given us to share from your word. We pray that you continue to help us, even as we continue with the rest of uh, the book of uh, Ephesians. And for those who have uh, uh, who have uh, prayed and asked you to come into their into uh, their heart. I pray that Father, you give them that assurance that uh, they are no longer the same. They are now children of God. That uh, uh, they are sons and daughters of the kingdom. That uh, they now have access to you, the Father. Uh, 
and uh, that father they have access to all that is in your house oh god and so we pray that father you will help them even to walk uh, with you O king of glory that they will not be a wayward child but they will be a child uh, who honors the father and uh, who live uh, to bring praise and glory to you so we give you thanks uh, uh, this evening we give you praise and we give you glory because we pray trusting and believing in jesus name amen god bless you so much i look forward to meeting you as uh, we continue uh, with the rest of chapter one